everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. If this is your first time listening, I want to thank you. And if you enjoyed today's episode, you can hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can also visit sitstillmydaughter.com to discover more resources such as Bible reading plans and products that will encourage you in your walk with the Lord. For today, I wanted to jump back into our Daughters of Eve series, one that may be a little difficult due to the tender nature of what unfolds. I am referring to Tamar, the daughter of King David, who would be raped by her half-brother. Like most bad choices and terrible incidents, it does not happen in a moment, but was a compilation of wrong thoughts, unchecked desires, and poor counsel that led to the horrible events mentioned specifically here in 2 Samuel 13. David's firstborn son, Amnon, one who should have set a good example as Israel's prince, was guilty of lusting after his very beautiful half-sister, Tamar. Unfortunately, his own father had not set a good example in this realm either, but this did not excuse Amnon's behavior. His lust had consumed his mind so much that it influenced his countenance and his health. He was so vexed or distressed that it made him sick. This word in Hebrew carries the idea of being weak or grieved all over his lust for a sister. He knew that she was off limits, but that didn't stop him from lusting. And this is a caution for us. Amnon knew it was wrong to have these kinds of feelings for his sister, whether she was half or not. But instead of having control over his mind and heart, he was allowing it to rule him. Never underestimate the power of these two things that are inside each of us. They can be a frightening opponent when left unchecked. The longer sinful thoughts and desires are allowed to fester inside, the greater the possibility they have of becoming actions. Remember what the Bible tells us about lust? When it is conceived, it will bring forth death. And for Amnon, that would really ring true in the end. This is why it is important to stay in God's word and saturate our minds with scripture. It is one way to withstand temptation. Another aid in conquering our temptation is to surround ourselves with good friends because they are not afraid to tell us the truth, to bring things to our attention that are wrong, or encourage us to do what is right. We need friends who are wise and discerning, ones we can go to with our problems and struggles knowing that they care and will help in any way they can, but not Amnon. I heard a message once that was titled, But Amnon Had a Friend. Jonadab, David's nephew, is described as someone who was subtle, which means cunning. This is not a promising recommendation for a friend, and this is also a good reminder to parents to watch the kind of friends that are around your children. Their realm of influence can be powerful, so having friends that possess good character matters. Sadly, David had very little interaction with his children, which left them to their own devices. This friend, this cousin of Amnon, noticed the distress and asked what was wrong as we read in 2 Samuel 13 verses 4 and 5. And he said unto him, Why art thou, being the king's son, lean from day to day? Wilt thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. And Jonadab said unto him, Lay thee down on thy bed, and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come, and give me meat, and dress the meat in my sight, that I may see it, and eat it of her hand. When Amnon shared the reason, Jonadab applied his cunning to hatch a plan, instead of giving sound advice. Jonadab was a man whose focus was in the wrong place. Notice that he puts value on position and possessions. His question to Amnon was why the king's son should be lean or weak 
as if implying that he had everything materially he needed to be happy. He also thought nothing of Amnon's lust for his sister, and his go-to move to get whatever he wanted was deception. Sadly, Amnon loves the idea and decides to follow it to the letter. He pretends that he is sick and asks David to have Tamar come and make a meal for him, which their father feels is a reasonable request and tells his daughter to do it. Tamar comes ready to minister to her brother. Her only desire was to be kind and help him feel better. Yet, in the midst of realizing the evil intentions of her brother, she also begs him not to do this sin. She even offers to be his wife if their father will allow it, but her cries go unheard, and Amnon uses his strength to overpower her, a strength that should have been used to protect her, not subdue her. The deed was done. Amnon had gotten what he wanted, but it did not produce the satisfaction he thought it would, and isn't that always how it is with sin? We have built up this craving for so long, but once we taste it, the results are anything but sweet. Amnon cruelly throws her out and leaves her to deal with her humiliation and her hurt alone. She had pleaded one more time for him to marry her, to at least minimize the shame, but he disregarded her with words that cut even deeper. She tears her garments almost like a symbol of her torn dreams and cries, which caught the attention of her brother Absalom, who takes her into his own home. Your heart bleeds for Tamar, a woman who is beautiful whose only thought was to offer kindness to her brother, but instead was the recipient of his sinful desires. This is another outcome of sin. It hurts the innocent. Tamar never tried to seduce her brother. She tried to push him away and remind him of God's law, of what was right, yet in the end she was treated by Amnon as a degraded woman. He had taken so much from her that day. Not only did they shut her out of the room, they shattered her dreams of a future as a wife. Those bolted doors symbolized a ruined life for her. What made the situation worse was her father's response. David's reaction to the incident was just. He was wroth, angry, fuming, as he should be. But sadly, his response was far from correct. He was angry with his son's actions, but that's where it ended. There is no mention of punishment of any kind, Perhaps it was out of guilt for his own actions with Bathsheba, but as Israel's prince, something should have been done. As her father, he should have avenged her honor, but he didn't. This passivity would lead Absalom to action, killing Amnon himself. Think about that for a moment. Failure to do what we should about sin, such as David choosing not to properly deal with Amnon's actions, caused another person to sin. Absalom was angry over what happened to his sister, and two years later, he murdered Amnon. If justice had been served by not only their father, but as king of Israel, Absalom would never have had the option to do what he did. Sin has consequences, far-reaching ones at that. But failing to enact righteous justice when we can is also wrong. Laws are to be obeyed and enforced, and David decided not to do it for whatever reason which would later set off a chain of reactions. My desire for today is to leave us with a few warnings. Guard your mind and heart. Don't let sinful thoughts linger because the longer they are allowed to stay, the stronger they become. And when they are left unchecked, they will grow into a powerful force that often leads to actions. Choose your companions wisely 
The friends we surround ourselves with have a great influence on us, more than we know, which is why we are admonished in Proverbs to pick carefully. Strive to also be a good friend to others. Jonadab had his focus on the wrong things, which made him a bad friend. We are to provoke one another to good works and encourage each other to obey God. And lastly, when you know a wrong has been done and you have the chance to say something or do something that can help right it, don't hesitate. We are not to take the law into our own hands. But there are times when we are called upon to see that justice is done, such as disciplining our children when they are wrong or even speaking out against evil. May we never be a people who look away from wrong. And above all, my friends, may we be a people who dig deep into the word of God and stay close to him. David's own sin with Bathsheba led to the sword never departing from his house. So our own choice to yield to sin can have a ripple effect far more than we thought possible. Be a woman of the word who surrounds herself with other women who are likewise and spends time in the quiet place. Thank you.